Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested Best Pasta Shape Bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win! Well, at this point, I've done it so many times uh, that I just know. As always, I cannot hear the music that you hear, so I just dance for what I believe to be 25 seconds, and then I ask Val if that was the appropriate amount of time. And we're finding out more often than not, somehow it is. Uh, Hello, everybody. Hello, Twitch. Uh, If you're watching live, hello, any podcast listeners. If you're listening to this as a podcast in the future or maybe... um, you're watching the uh, recording of this in the future. However you're uh, intaking this, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I am Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Happy to be here. Happy to do some improv. <laughs> I love it. You should probably know that by now. It's in the title of the show. Um, <laughs> I know you already heard me talking to her. Everybody, if you're in the chat live right now, please say what's up to our technical producer, Val Agnew. What's up, Val? Hi Trent, how are ya? <clears throat> I'm doing I'm doing okay. Getting a, getting over some uh, allergies and or a cold uh, from the Thanksgiving season. So I think I sound I I know I sound worse than I feel. I feel, but I feel good. Feel great. Uh, how how are you doing? I'm great. Good. I had one beer last night and felt it all day, but I'm finally starting to feel better. Yes, as as we were saying in the pre-show, these these old bones we can't handle things the way we used to. <laughs> Nope. It's a struggle. Uh, Well, uh, this week's episode I'm super excited for. I'm super excited for this week's guest. But before we get into that and introducing him, first, got to tell you a little bit about the Trident Network, which, of course, is what I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of. You are watching live right now, if that is how you are doing this, on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network. This is the Trident Network's official Twitch channel to which you can subscribe to if you are not already a subscriber. There's a button. Val, you can tell me when I'm there. Yeah, you're like right oh, hell there. Yeah. There's, you're so good. There's a button somewhere down here. You can tap that, and you can become a, a subscriber to the uh, Trident Twitch channel. Subscribers, of course, get access to some uh, Trident-specific emotes, such as the Party Dolphin doing a bunch of fun things, like the Party Dolphin claps. Am I right? Throw some in there, Val. Throw some in the chat. Let them know. I, I did it. I did Great. it. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, so, yeah, become a subscriber. Uh, also... And I know I ask you this every week, Val. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to the Trident uh, Twitch channel for free for one month. That is correct. Nice. Every month you get one free subscription to do with what you wish. Cool. And we would love for you to do that for us. Yes, we would love that personally on the Trident Network. Of course, the uh, the Trident Network is a three-pronged form of uh, digital entertainment where you get live shows like this, you have pre-recorded stuff, uh, also technically like this, and you have podcasts, which is also this. This is the Trident, baby! We did it! Um, <laughs> you are the Nexus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the Scarlet Witch of, of Trident Network for all you Marvel fans. Also, speaking of Marvel fans, something very cool going on right now in the Trident universe uh, Disney Adult, one of my favorite Trident podcasts, hosted by future guest of this podcast, Devin Henderson. Uh, they're doing a very fun thing for the month of December where they are releasing an episode a day covering all of the Marvel movies. It's an insane undertaking from Devin, um, one that I personally, as a big Marvel fan, appreciate. Uh, and as a podcast fan, I also appreciate. And as a fan of Devin's podcast, I appreciate it also. So, you know, I'm all in. Um, and a little tease here. 
Val and I are actually going to be, uh, if everything goes according to plan, Val and I will be on an episode together towards the end game. <laughs> Subtle trend. Of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so subscribe to that podcast. It's great. Check out, go to thetridentnetwork.com for information on all the other podcasts. Um, there's a litany of great stuff there other than just this and Devin's. Um, there's a bunch of good stuff. Um, anything else, Val, or should we get into it? Let's do it. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm very excited for this week's guest. Uh, this is an improviser I have known for the last four or five years, I would say, during my time in Chicago. He is uh, one of my favorite people to watch on stage, but I think maybe even more importantly, he is one of my favorite people to talk to about improv. When I was um, figuring out what I wanted this podcast to be, he was one of the first people on my on my list of guests and I've tried to get him. I've tried to get him before, but he's a busy boy. And finally, finally, between the holidays, we have finally locked him down. Uh, he is on um, Great Lakes Activity Center, the CIC house team that I am a huge fan of. He is also on independent improv team Carlos Angeles, which is also, if you ever get a chance to see them, it's incredible. And maybe most importantly of all to me, he is the coach of the oft discussed on this podcast fair dinkum please welcome to the screen the rude boy himself rudy mendoza hey rudy how's it going hey, hey man thanks so much for having me <laughs> like i said i am happy you're here i mean you know because we've probably texted about this once every two weeks for the past couple of months but been trying to get you on and now that now that the moment's here i i couldn't be more excited to to be able to finally do this with you Appreciate you being patient with me, <laughs> you know, and finally, you know, fitting me in. Well, you know, so thank you. Thank you for doing it. Every time your excuse has been, I have to do a show and <laughs> hey, you know, more than anybody that I love to do an improv show. So uh, it was fine by me. I'm a patient man. And uh, much like much like J. Edgar Hoover back in the day, I always get my man. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, before we get into it, <clears throat> uh, I will say, as always, that we would like a suggestion for a scene for Rudy and I to do together. Um, if you, uh, as always, uh, I would like the suggestion to be something uh, hyper-specific as opposed to broad. So uh, as I look around for something to inspire my suggestion, instead of... Um, uh, instead of the suggestion of a sticker, maybe the suggestion is Rudy is a sticker salesman and Trent is his apprentice <laughs> slash son and he has a lisp and they're figuring it out. Something something cool like that. Um, if you know me and or Rudy already and have a suggestion locked and loaded, feel free to throw it into the chat now. But if this is your first time seeing Rudy and or me improvise, maybe – this brief conversation him and I are about to have could help uh, inform the scene you would like to see between us. So, yeah. with all that being said, now's the time of the podcast, or the Twitch stream, depending on where you're intaking this, where I, Trent, tell you, Rudy, what I love about you as an improviser. <laughs> are you ready to sit there and take some compliments, buddy? I'm ready. Thanks, man. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, okay, as I, mentioned, uh, as I mentioned at the top, Rudy's uh improv mind is one of my favorite minds so before we even get into what i like about rudy as an improviser just like as as a coach and a teacher and someone who thinks about improv i love the the way you think about improv is simultaneously so different from how i think about it but also so similar in the in this i think we're similar in the sense of like we're kind of always thinking about it and the way I feel like I'm very much a feel player and you're very much uh, or the way I, I think about it is about in feelings. And I feel like the way you think about it is analytical and like how to apply all these different things. And as I mentioned before, Fair Dinkum, Fair Dinkum shows kind of like a whirlwind of insanity. And I feel like you were the perfect coach for that, um, harnessing that energy and kind of directing it into cool places and different areas that we wanted to explore 
<clears throat> on stage as an improviser as an improviser yourself i as i mentioned love watching you i feel like you are incredibly cerebral as an improviser but not in the way that i feel like when you would typically describe someone as a cerebral improviser um you would think i feel like the normal person is like oh that guy has like is really uh smart and one-liners and like all those kind of like i don't know talking heads but i feel like your cerebralness on stage is more based in like your physicality and your reactions to stuff and i feel like man it's really it's almost hard to describe but watching watching you just be physical and live in a moment and it's not even like necessarily doing big physical things every small movement i feel like you do matters and um uh enhances who that character is and it enhances what's going on in the scene and i just like i don't know your analytical mind while everything is happening is so fun to watch and see you process stuff and respond to things and I don't know, you just kind of have, like, at the same time, you have a very carefree nature on stage, and it's such an interesting blend of uh, cerebral and carefree that, like I said, it has given me one of my favorite people to watch, and I I hope other people check out the teams that you're on, because I feel like uh, you are someone who people should be watching or taking class from or having as their coach. I don't know. Now I'm rambling. Your mind is one of a kind, and I love it. And I know sitting there and taking compliments is hard, so I'll pass it on to you. Do you agree with any of that? Do you disagree with any of that? Yeah. Yeah, it was very kind. That was very generous of you, Trent. I really appreciate mm. appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like improv more than most people. I think you're similar. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I agree. I think that's why we get on so well. Um, yes, 100%. You know, um, Fuck, I've been doing it for 14 years now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if this is a not cursing situation. No, please, swear away. Um, Speak okay. your mind. Yeah, well, I felt bad. I just said it without <laughs> um, asking or knowing or whatever. Anyway, yeah, um, you know, I think to do it that long, and I think you can re- resonate with this, like to do it that long, it can't, it can't, it's, there's got to be more to yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to. If it's just for messing around, like I would have stopped doing this, like, I don't know, 13 years ago, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> I would have stopped in college. You I know? agree. Um, but, um, you know, most of my best friends, almost all of my best friends that I have today are people that I've met doing improv, you know? Yeah. And so um, I think there's something to that, you know? I don't think I'm the only one. Um, and, uh, you know, for better or worse, I, I love the community too. You yes. Know, it's, it's an imperfect community by, by far, but it's just, uh, I think, uh, especially with COVID and everything like the pandemic and everything made me appreciate it even more, you know, totally. um, just being able to see, uh, see your face all the time and all of our, our lovely friends who are open and down for everything all the time. And I think, um, you will have plenty of time probably to talk about fair dinkum, but that's the thing that I'm, I'm most, I think I told you many times, you know, it's the, it's the thing in improv I'm most proud of being a part mm-hmm. of, you know, um, and, uh, it was an incredible learning experience, I think for everyone involved. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I think about it all the time. So, uh, thank you for, for helping me, you know, um, helping me learn. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to chat about you too. You know, I think you're, <laughs> If that's okay, I don't know how the, if this that's this is how this podcast usually goes. We'll save it. Do it. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> we'll save. Yeah, it. we'll save okay. it for after. All right. First, we got All first right, we got to do some improv. <coughs> okay. Excuse me, as I cop away from the mic. Um, <laughs> okay, so after those glowing compliments, uh, two way streets. I also feel the same way about Fair Dinkum. It's an incredible achievement. The the gift that keeps on giving, even though I'm in a whole different state now uh i love that team Mm -hmm. with my whole heart um but we will we'll definitely talk about them after and if you want to talk about me you can also talk about me but first we got (laughs) to do some improv so if you've got those suggestions locked and loaded please throw them into the chat now um as always there's about a 
a 20 or so second delay between what I'm saying and what you are seeing live on Twitch. So, uh, you know, we'll do a little bit of banter. I will say, we'll talk about this more at the end too, but <clears throat> I will throw out here now while we're talking about it. Um, I did say Rudy is someone who I think you should be uh, coached by or taught by. And if you are looking to take classes, Rudy is one of the teachers currently at Logan Square Improv. So go to logansquareimprov.com for more information on classes there. And you can take classes with him or some of the other great teachers they have there, including but not limited to Meredith Weir, Alex Perchaco, Andrew Lemna, three people who I adore as humans and improvisers and three people who I am also hoping to have on the show in the future, much like Rudy is now. Okay, Val, how are we looking? So we actually have a collaborative <laughs> suggestion. That's improv, baby. Uh, yes, and Yeah. <laughs> between Paul Tucker and Neil. Oh, Amelia. my God. Two of my absolute favorites. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Paul, just for safety, gave another suggestion, but I think we'll take the yeah, first Yeah, use the combo. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to read it as written. Rudy is returning a Christmas tree. Well, several. He thinks he was swindled. And Trent is a high school buddy turned ex-friend who runs the tree. <laughs> okay, so Rudy is returning Christmas trees to me, and Rudy feels like he is swindled, and we are old high school buddies, former buddies. Former buddies. Correct. Great. Okay. Okay. All right, have the fun. The clock has started. You gotta, you gotta give me something. I, this is, you gotta understand something here, Dave. It's very unconventional for people to return not just a tree, but multiple trees after after purchase. It's kind of like a all sales are final deal, but I don't have that posted anywhere. But I think it was kind of implied. All sales are final. Christmas is in three days. Christmas is in three days, and you know, you know that you're gonna be able to sell these trees. I mean, I mean, probably, you know, every, who knows what's going on? The world's crazy right now. The world is crazy, but Christmas has happened. Yeah, sure, but Christmas happened. It's Christmas happened. Christmas happens, you know, every year. But who, who knows? Who knows who's gonna who's who needs a tree? Who doesn't need a tree? You know, I, I'm surprised that I'm still in business, quite frankly, with the amount of people that are out here nowadays buying these plastic trees, these fake trees. It's incredible. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to move the product. And it's and again, it's extremely unconventional for someone to return a tree after they've already purchased it. There were lice in the trees. I don't control what happens in the tree. That could have happened in There were Frank, there were lice in the trees. I, <clears throat> Dave, I got to tell you we're here in an open field. I don't know where the lice would have come from. Do you own any dogs? No, but you know what I do own? I own a Catholic high school, a Catholic private high school. <laughs> cool. Okay. A boys only Catholic private high Great. school. Great. I don't I And you gave No, 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 no. And you gave me 15 Christmas trees that were infested with lice. I don't know. It seems like what? I, what is wrong with you? It. I gotta be honest. <clears throat> no tree previously has ever had lice, so I'm thinking some boy at your private Catholic school is the one who had the lice, transferred it to the trees, then the trees from there spread out, gave it to all the other boys. I don't know. Let me let me tell let me tell you about my Friday. Great, I would love to hear about your Friday. Let me tell you about my uh, Friday. Yeah, I would love to hear about Here's your Friday. I... It's a little slow out here right now. Oh no, actually it isn't. I got a lot of people. So let's do a quick story here. Friday morning, all the parents of the students at my high uh -huh. school were in my office when I came. A hundred percent of the parents. What, yes. How? A hundred. A hundred. Okay, it was. Okay, it wasn't a hundred percent. It was a lot of them. It was okay. a lot of them. Okay. okay, and and you know what they said? What did they say? They said I needed to shave their kids' heads. They, personally. you personally had to do it. Don't you have a nurse at your private Catholic all boys high school? I do. I do have a nurse. Okay, so why did you, I do why did you got to do it? 
because I take responsibility for when things go wrong at, at the at my place of business. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting that you would put it that way. I also take responsibility when things go wrong at my place of business, but I don't think anything went wrong at my place of business. I think it happened. The the incident originated at your place of business. You're not gonna okay there. There it attached to each tree was a plastic bag. Each tree had a plastic bag. That's typical. That said, yeah, with the word lice written on it. On it, okay. And there were and there were lice. We had life's larva in the plastic. I don't know what the hell you're doing here with these with these Christmas trees. And I don't know. I don't know if this is. I don't want to bring up ancient history. Okay. I don't want to go there. But you're you're being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, you're being uh-huh. unreasonable. I don't know if this has got to do anything with Samantha. You know, and and what happened on prom. Uh huh. A long time yeah. ago. I don't know if this is you getting. I don't know if this is you getting back mm-hmm. at me for stealing your girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if that's what that, mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, maybe. But my Friday all day long was holed up in the cafeteria of my high school, shaving the heads of young boys. Let me tell you. Let me tell. Let me tell you something. Because they were lice infested. Let, let okay. me tell you something, Dave. You know what? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I don't believe you because as i've already proven by your bs uh number of uh parents that were in your office you are an over exaggerator so i don't think i don't think 100% of the students in your school got lice i don't think 100% of their parents were in there yelling at you and i certainly don't think 100% of my trees had a plastic bag that said lice on them that's ridiculous why would i put that anywhere also not to be dramatic, and I don't think uh, I don't think I'm being dramatic in, in saying this, but but you ruined my life. You literally ruined my life. <laughs> you ruined I, no, this is not. I ruined you. Ruined life. my life. I ruined your life. You ruined, ruined my life. life. You cut in on my date with Samantha, and then you went on. Yeah. You married her, started a whole school, and now I'm out here in the fucking boondocks, uh, selling Christmas trees, trying to stay afloat, and now here you are again. I've built my life back together, and now you're back here trying to ruin it once again. Send me down another peg. You took my wife away from me, or who would have been my future wife, Frank. and now you're trying to take my business away from me. Frank. What? Frank, you went to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> you went to Johnny Rockets with Samantha. You got her a milkshake, okay? You ain't going to fucking marry Samantha after you got her a milkshake. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. How'd you, how, did you, how did you marry her? I was on the track team. Oh, oh. I was on the track team, bro. Do you forget that we went to States? So? I was on the four by one? Yes, so? Huh? Third leg of the four by one? The most important? The third leg? The third leg? leg is not the... Are you kidding me? I would argue the third leg is the least important of the four by one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not being logical about anything. And frankly, you've never, you've never been logical. And look, we're making a scene. Let's be real. We're making a scene right now. And it's costing you money. It's costing me time. It's costing you money. So you got to cut me some slack here, you know. Hey, look, I got an, I got a nativity scene that I need decorated before the big, you know. It's not about the money. Okay, but, best. You know, it's kind of about best, the money. We got to have a good nativity scene. Best I can do. For the church. The best I can do is I can take back five of the 15 trees. That's the best I can do. That's the best I can do. I'll give you I'll give you the money back for five of the 15. But that I can't I can't take all 15 of these back. Especially if they're covered in lice. That's no one's going to want to buy a lice covered tree. Your uh your nephew still going to public school? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to public school. What is, uh, what is he, Dennis? Is his name Dennis or is his occupation a dentist? Yeah, is his name. No, no, no. Is his name Dennis? His oh, name yeah. Dennis, right? Yes, yes, Dennis. I wasn't sure I if remember. he said Dennis or dentist. No, no. No, he should go to the dentist, by the way. I should go to the dentist? <laughs> no, no, not you. I mean, 
You're far gone. I'm talking what about the f- what are you fucking talking about? My teeth are fine. Your I your, your family's teeth is you know. Don't cut. Co- don't come here in here there. talking about my family. Best I can do, I'll take back three <laughs> of the fifteen trees. I can take back three of the fifteen trees. Dennis likes to play soccer, right? Yeah, Dennis loves soccer and he's damn good at it too. We just we just happen to hire the best fucking soccer coach. In the Midwest, the former coach of the Costa Rican national soccer team. Wow. Just moved to town. Just moved to town. And he's very Catholic. So he's going to be our, and we're, you know, we're the only Catholic high school in the area. You're telling me that the uh, former Costa Rican national soccer team just moved to Granville, Ohio? The coach. The coach not the whole team but yeah why did why did he move why did he move here oh well uh, he married a white lady and you know yeah yeah it'll kind that's of, how it goes the rest is history but he's here and he loves soccer so i'm just saying you want you want dennis to have a good life right you want dennis to be happy you want dennis you know maybe play some soccer I mean, that would be a cool thing, right? To be able to say, oh, I got the hookup because my old high school buddy, Dave, is the principal over at St. Matthew's. Well, I got the hookup. (laughs) Dennis, you're on the team. You're starting. That'd be a nice Christmas gift, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Okay, yeah. I could do that. I could do that like, like this. Like that. So you're saying you will put, you will enroll Dennis in St. Matthews, put him on the soccer team, and he'll start if I take back all 15 trees. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I love Dennis like he's my own son because, of course, I don't have any children because my future relationship was derailed by you. Also, if I can be honest, my sister and I are in a bit of a fight and have been for the last 12 or so years. Yeah, color me shot. You know what? I don't appreciate your <laughs> snark all the time. You're making it really hard for, for me to do this deal with you. You know what? I, I love Dennis, but I hate you more. No deal. You're a piece of shit. Get out of here. T- take your life trees and get to stepping. I hope, I hope you have to shave... Every boy's head again in a week. Just like that, huh? You know what? Just like that. I don't appreciate your snark. I don't appreciate your uh, holding your, your cool job over my head. I don't appreciate you using my nephew, who I view as my own son, as uh, dangling some type of carrot. And above all else, I do not appreciate how prom transpired and what went down between you, me, and Samantha. It's your problem, Dave. What's my yeah. What's my problem? No, this this is your problem. This is your problem right here. This is your problem. In life, you got to play ball, huh? <laughs> Don't always get shit the way you want it to be. You got to compromise. Ah, <laughs> too hard headed. But of course, this isn't the first time you heard this. No, it's is it? no, no, it's not. No, it's not. My sister has been uh, telling me very similar things for uh, quite some time. What's this? What's this about you getting in a knife fight in the parking lot with your sister? <laughs> Her and I got in a knife fight in the parking lot. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard uh, through the grapevine. Well, she told me you got a fucking knife fight with your sister. She told me to stop <laughs> at the food line. <laughs> she told me to she told me to stop, uh, you know, coming through, and I came through anyway. And we got in a we got in a knife fight. I don't know what you want me to say, but obviously both of us are. Uh, <clears throat> while you were off doing track, both of us were fencing in high school, and obviously we're both proficient in many different forms of blades. Yeah. So we've yeah. we're always packing in that sense, and uh, you know, one mm-hmm. thing led to another. 
And she's mad that I essentially won the fight. She's mad about that. Hey, yeah, you stabbed your sister. Good <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, okay. Well, you put it that way. Yeah, I did. It was a good job. Yeah. It was a good job. I proved my dominance uh, in in terms of swordsmanship. Look, Dave, I'll, I'll head out. Good. I'll, I'll head out. Great. I'll head out. I, I do want to say I apologize. Apologize. Um, I haven't had to. I had a cup of coffee this morning. I get a. I get. Uh, I don't know if I told you about the mission trip I did in Ethiopia a couple of years ago. No. Catholic Church. The Catholic Church sent me on the, the local. Uh, <clears throat> Archbishop uh, sent me to Ethiopia to do some mission work. And uh, ever since then, as a show of gratitude, the local community has been sending me monthly shipments of Ethiopian uh, coffee beans, the best beans in the world, by the way, um, to my home. And then I grind them up and have an amazing cup of coffee every morning. Today wasn't one of those. Um, so I just wanted to apologize because uh, normally I have a little bit more, uh, how do you say this? A little bit more patience with uh, folks who maybe don't deserve my patience. You know what I mean? Um, and so for that reason, I'm sorry I didn't bring my best version of myself. I didn't bring the best version of myself today here when I came to your office. Dave, I want you to know something. <clears throat> Even when you're apologizing, you're an absolute asshole. Why don't you get the fuck out of here before I stab you? <laughs> You're going to stab you. I'm carrying right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> Just want to remind you, you know, this isn't the first time someone's tried to stab me. Are you saying you, so. are you saying you would like to go blade for blade? Winner gets the trees. <laughs> I mean, you can, you could try to stab me. If you would like to do that, you could try to stab me. I don't need a blade. Because I have my hands, okay? And I'm perfectly capable of uh, taking care of myself Okay. in a dangerous situation. Okay, well. So if you want to try me, you can go ahead and try me. Okay. It would be ill-advised. But yeah, you can go ahead. I'm, don't mind me, just standing sideways. Not going to go for one of my patented side attacks. Okay. Strong, strong dodge. Okay. Okay. I put the lights. I put the lights in the. Samantha doesn't even. Re just Samantha doesn't even remember oh. you. You're a vague oh. memory in her mind. Oh. Uh. I put the lice in your trees. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. How'd you get out of here, you piece of shit? <sighs> no, I think I like it here. What is that supposed to? How much? How much? How much? Uh, how much debt you in? Huge. Yeah, that's what I thought. You inherited this, right? No, I won it in a knife fight against my sister. Oh, okay. She was supposed to get it, and then I get it now. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Here's the keys. I'll take the... Yeah. yeah I'll take that. I guess I'm just going to get the fuck on out of here. I'm a piece of shit. Not a, you're not a piece of I'm shit. A, you're I'm not. No, seriously. No, you're not a piece no. of shit. I will tell you something. You're not a piece of... I like you, Frank. Believe it or not, I like you. Believe it or not, I like you. It's just... Your skull is too thick, <laughs> brother. 
You don't know when you got a good thing right in your face, you know? So here, I got some uh, antiseptic. Let me get, let me get some of this blood covered up on you. Let me. Fucking hell, you're really big. Yeah, you beat the you you, you whooped the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, hey, you, you made me. Uh, I did. Let me let me sew this up for you. Hey, Dave, maybe um, think maybe I could be your apprentice. Want to be like assistant principal at the high school? Is that a job offer? You can work your way up or something. I don't know. You can start you off at PE. Can I trust you to teach PE? Yeah, I'm one of the best athletes of our generation, I'd say. <laughs> we'll start you off at PE. Okay. If it works out, we'll have you teach history. You know, as long as I don't get any crazy complaints from uh, parents. Yes, sir. About you, uh, you know, being real, uh, you know, taking liberties. Yes, sir. On how you describe historical events. We've had that kind of problem, you know, hire a history teacher. Next thing you know, we're got some freaking communist teaching in my catholic high school can't have that i understand can't have it. i i all right i will say um and i hope this doesn't change the new dynamic between us where it seems like we've got some type of unspoken respect and maybe even a bond after that fight we were in uh you're gonna have to shave your ponytail and probably your whole head because i did throw a bunch of lice in your hair when you got in here <laughs> took a while to get this ponytail. <laughs> took a long ass time. That's how hair works. This took like nine months. This took like nine months. And I had a whole, uh, I had that, you know, middle phase. Nine months? Your hair grows fast. Well, you know, I take supplements. So, you know, biotin. You ever, heard, you ever get biotin? Yep. It helps. Noted. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Can't believe it. And that's the scene. All right, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Wow. I, one of my favorite things is get my ass kicked on stage. (laughs) And I hope that, I hope that came through on on screen or I'm curious, I'm curious to hear how it sounds on a podcast. (laughs) You guys played it well. Like, I think one of the fun things about being able to see each other is that those scenes, you can, like, react exactly in time with each other, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> I also have uh, I also have great hair for getting my ass kicked. <laughs> it just flies, it flies around. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, thank you, Paul and Nia, for the combo suggestion. Appreciate it. Uh, that scene was a lot of fun and it's we i i tell all my guests before the show that i like to just do a two-person scene but in retrospect and kind of uh forcing fair dinkum into the conversation immediately um a a big place like that where it was clearly busy it would have been very fun to see all those other people um in the uh i'm trying to think of what the name for that would be tree park that's not right that's not i don't know tree farm tree farm tree farm christmas tree Tree farm farm, yeah um seeing all those other people interacting um uh but i was i was very happy and i was very um amused with the dynamic between us that we found yeah yeah it was dope (laughs) It was so entertaining. I like never wanted it to end. I don't know if I've laughed that hard yet. That was so funny. Yeah, Um, I love. Yeah, 
No, I was just gonna say that's my first Zoom prov, and what was fun is like I was I've been talking about this lately. Is um, one of the fun things about improv um, as like a medium of entertainment mm-hmm. is that like the audience is choosing what they want to pay attention to at any given time. Yes. you know, like they're like each audience member is choosing who to look at. Yep, you know, and like we can we can we can kind of pull focus to one particular person, right? But we can't really control it so much. So it's kind of fun to have like a camera, like like a camera for each of us to play with, you know, and that like uh, like doing the stitching thing was fun because yeah. it's kind of like it's, you know, it's like a close up uh, like from your eyeball. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, British show, uh, Peep Show mm. before. I don't know if you've seen that one. Anyway, it, uh, yeah. that show is, yeah, I've all seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the whole pr- or like premise of that show or not premise, but like the way it's shot is like, Basically, every actor is wearing like a GoPro on their head, kind of, or it's like not quite yeah, like, like that, but like perspective. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's got a fun feel feel to it. it Reminded me of, of that. A little yeah. Bit. I mean, but something uh, Val and I talk frequently on this show, and I'm sure frequent listeners at this point will know what I'm about to say. But, you know, I just feel <clears throat> I'm still figuring out how to play on Zoom, how to do improv on Zoom, and then also being conscious of the fact that this is also a, a podcast. So it's multiple mm-hmm. mediums and neither are the preferred medium for improv, <laughs> I would say. But you I mean you're right. There are some some things that you can do in a Zoom prov or even in podcast right. improv that you can't do yeah. uh on stage. Yeah. And I also think yeah. that um I actually think this might have been something we were talking about in our last episode with Karen. Um kind of like when you're seeing improv uh, live in person, typically, you know, when there's more than one person on the team, not everybody is on stage at the same time. So, like, when you're in the theater, you're like, oh, I could watch what Rudy's doing on stage or I could wa- watch what Trent's doing on stage or right. I'm not really interested by what either of them are doing. But Val on the sideline right. is kind of crouching a cool right. way or what's going right. on over – like, there's so many more uh, ways to be distracted. Right in that scenario 100%. whereas when it's uh when you're watching it on zoom or listening in a podcast yeah. there are less um visual distractions i guess because the uh the area you're playing in is is finite yeah 100 percent. yeah and another thing i've been thinking about a lot too is i mean and I, this is my opinion but like I, I do think that like most of the communication that's happening in improv is non-verbal you know mm-hmm. like i think like the verbal communication portion of the communication that's happening in an improv scene or a show is like i don't know 20 yeah. percent, at least the way that i i play yes. and so mm-hmm. it is really nice to like um you know like do some like close-up stuff that's one of the things that i was like finding myself doing uh-huh. in the scene like going in and out of like the mm-hmm. camera you know to like show you like my eyeball twitching yeah. a little bit or you know or like my lip quivering or something yeah. you know Mm-hmm. Um, I guess something that would be missed on the uh, on the recording if people are just listening to the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's another thing we've talked about too is the people who only listen and don't watch, or mm-hmm. or vice versa. Like those are, right. <clears throat> you know, it's the same, it's the same set and same discussion and everything remains the same in both things. But you lose the visual aspect when you're listening on a podcast. So depending on how you're intaking it, you know, it's a different mm-hmm. experience always. Which is also true then of if this was a, a live show being recorded um, or live on stage. I mean, it is a live show being recorded, but live on stage <laughs> or where all three of us were in the same room or something. It's all it's just, you know, there's no um, there's no right or wrong way to do improv. And I think that is the <clears throat> that's the beauty of the art form. I think that's the all the best art forms are like that where there's no right or wrong way to do that like music or mm-hmm. or art in any yeah. fashion 100 percent agree um it's oh, so go ahead, cool Val. rudy that sorry it's so cool that this is your first time doing uh improv on zoom i've been doing improv on zoom for the past <laughs> two years basically at this point and you figured out like instantly like the levels thing which is something <laughs> that like we coach now because we kind of figured it out that that's like a huge yeah. way of like interacting with the mm-hmm. screen um and I, t- I just wanted to remark on that because like yeah. it's it's not instinctive for everyone and you clearly had like 
the, you were playing with your space just the same way you would on a stage yeah. and that's really cool <laughs> thanks Bella. yeah Appreciate i am that. i am surprised rudy that you yeah. didn't do any zoom prov over the last two years but i am so thoroughly not surprised that you immediately understood <laughs> the mechanics of it just because of <clears throat> just because of how your brain works when thinking about improv it's like i feel like this is probably even it feels like something we have done in like a fair dinkum rehearsal or something where yeah, we had yeah. uh there we had a screen or we like we yeah. created a screen on stage and you only saw what was going on in the screen. Um, mm -hmm. And then there was another one where we were basically doing a, a finger puppet show where we were still improvising, but we were only doing finger puppets. And like none of this, yeah. none of this stuff necessarily, um, you know, would show up in a show. I actually do think both of those things have showed up in a show or two before, <clears throat> but the exercises you would give us in fair dinkum were to push us and to make us think about improv not so um you know fundamentally i guess or basically um but to think about it in like subverting the form one thing we talk about every single episode is that you learn the rules of improv so that you can then break the rules of improv and it's like mm -hmm. you know just like any any sport or you know you have to learn the fundamentals of basketball before you you have to do yeah. a layup and a bounce pass before you can shoot three pointers and do passes behind your back and then you get yeah. good enough to throw behind the back passes and shoot three pointers and do all these cool things but it's all yeah. built off of the base of the fundamental rules of basketball or the fundamental rules of improv which is something that we all yeah. you know had and then from there specifically and especially with fair dinkum from there that is a team that like you know we have rules within what we want to accomplish not necessarily rules but like we have yeah. goals for our sets and stuff but it's like once we're out there it's just yeah. kind of like this it, it's really a free-flowing uh kind of like monster i guess that lives and breathes and yeah i don't know yeah you, you talk about fair dinkum or yeah. any of that yeah no i no, I, I totally agree. I, I would just say that like, um, you know, like I, I just started teaching at LSI and it's like, I'm so grateful for mm -hmm. the opportunity, especially working with um, with those folks, Andrew, Alex and Meredith, because they all care about it, you know, similarly as much as, as I do. And um, and we're we're like our goal with the classes there are, um, you know, to try to get someone who's like never done improv before ever, you yeah. know, maybe. Uh, and, and get them on like comfortable performing on stage like relatively yeah. quickly, you know, and, and doing good stuff, um, you know, not just doing like cookie cutter improv and, and that kind yeah. of thing, you know. And so like uh, the way I try to think about it is like I actually don't even think like like thinking about rules is, is helpful because I don't think that like rules or like a checklist or whatever um it really like jives with what improv really is which is a messy shit show most of the it's... time and we're lucky to have some good ideas yeah. sometimes sometimes we are, sometimes we have a ton of good ideas sometimes we don't have very many ideas you know that are good or worth talking about like we can't really control that too yeah. much you know i think what we can control is like how we like milk those ideas like how we get like you know juice out of the squeeze yep. you know so like what i try to what I try to help people with is like thinking about like each improviser having like a tool belt, you know, and here's like, here's your drill, here's your hammer, here's your saw, like, you know, there's like 80, 80% 80 of the problems that happen in improv are like really come from like, in my opinion, like 20% of these yeah. things, you know, that, that occur. And here's like some tools that'll help you when you reach those moments to like overcome those things. But when you're out there, like, Hey, like, just like, express yourself and like do your best but like don't worry about like you know making me happy by doing xyz yeah. thing you know like that's the last thing you should give a shit about like like just like go out there and swim and don't yeah. drown you know like have fun <laughs> uh i think that's hard enough on on its own so for me to be like the third scene has to be a group scene and it's gotta be two minutes long and, yeah. you know but not to say like is that prescriptive all the time but um I just think if you're wasting mental energy, like worrying about, you know what I mean? Following some form yes. to the T or whatever, you, then you're not like actually doing the, the real thing that 
is enjoyable about improv, which is just like being in the yeah. moment, you know, and like like expressing yourself and like exploring the cool, interesting thing that yeah. just happened, you know, like that's the most important thing in my opinion. So, no, I totally so, yeah. agree. I I think that was <clears throat> especially you know at I O everyone did the Herald or you know the Herald teams did the mm-hmm. Herald, but they're like you know thirty mm-hmm. Herald teams or whatever, and I feel like the form wasn't the problem. The form was, uh, or the uh, the problem was the ten people on the team not all necessarily agreeing to do the same thing. Like, even if you yeah. have nine of us who are like, you know, we understand the herald, and if we do it, that's fine, and if we don't, that's also fine. As long as there's one person mm-hmm. who's like, either we have to sh- strictly stick to everything and we can't break it anyway, or someone who. Mm-hmm is like, I don't give a fuck about the form. I'm going to do whatever I want. And if not all 10 people or five people or six or, you know, whatever, how many people right. are on your team, the form is never the problem. It's getting everybody to agree on something. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I really like that of like trying to instill like 10 people not worrying about the form, but 10 people worried about discovery and being in the moment and right. like, feeling off of each other like that is Mm -hmm. that's way more appealing to me than seeing a form perfectly executed 100 percent. and i i also think like um to bring it back to fair dinkum like i knew right away when i when i started like running rehearsals with y'all that it was just a very special thing you know i think that like i've probably said this to you in the past but like you know i mean just from my own perspective like when i moved to chicago like being a coach of an improv team was like my wildest dream, you know, like I was like, if I'm lucky, I'll get on a good team that performs regularly for like decent houses. And uh, if that happens, then that's great, you know, (laughs) but then like, you know, I got this opportunity to coach and not, not just coach, but like a team where like everyone, um, everyone like wants to be there. Like everyone like shows up to rehearsal and like goes to shows and like, everyone generally has like a pretty cohesive, like same vision for like what they, what kind of improv they want to do, you know? And like, y'all are open to like try new things, even if it's weird as hell and I haven't thought about it like totally. And you know, we're figuring it out together, you know, like all that's actually like super rare. (laughs) Like, you know, you've been on teams before, Val, I'm sure you've been on a bunch of teams before. Like there's always some shit. There's always something, (laughs) you know? Someone yep. doesn't give a shit. They never show yeah. up or whatever, or, you know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> the coach doesn't care or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yep. Um, that's it like really, most, most yeah. experiences, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's really magical when you end up with a group that is on the same page, at least about like what yeah. they want. Right. Right. Yeah, well, it's also, sure. you know, so. it's very interesting to think about IO in that sense. And like, I feel like, CIC was and is much more successful at putting house teams together and they they both did it in the same way where students who took the program then auditioned and then the teams get formed Mm -hmm. out of those auditions and not necessarily class or anything but I thought CIC always did a better job of trying to put classmates together or like-minded players together whereas I feel like especially because that group of decision makers is smaller than at IO. There was, I felt like probably way too mm-hmm. many people making decisions on who's on what team or whatever, yep. but it's the f- finding, finding two people who agree on how to play, let alone 10 people plus the coach. <laughs> like It's so rare. And that's why like, it's kind of like a backwards sit like IO in the history of IO there's been there, you know, there was like a thousand Herald teams or whatever. And if you think about it, you're like, why, why you keep, you keep putting together failed teams that you then have to cut (laughs) because they suck and they don't agree and they don't mesh. And so like, shouldn't the goal be to form teams that want to stick together and then kind of let those fizzle out more naturally, I guess, as opposed to like forcing your audience to watch, 10 shitty shows from Harold team X and then being like, well, Harold team X isn't really getting it together. Let's just cut them. Keep the people we like and discard. the Like, I don't know. It's, it was all backwards. Um, 
So I, but with all that being said, and again, I think we talked about this on the last episode, Val with uh, Karen, but like it fair, fair Dinkum absolutely is that team for me where I thought when I got to Chicago, I was like, I'll never, I'll never find this in a team form because in North, in Northern California, before I moved to Chicago, that's what I had with uh, five play the team that I was on. It was like incredible. And we all meshed really well. And it was just like my favorite thing to do. And, you know, as I said, as I've said before, my two prob with Cam, Ten and Peller, that's like, I, I love that. And that was the thing in Chicago that was filling my, that hole, so to speak. But I was like, you know, that's easy. It's just two of us and we live together. So it's like, we're best buds. It's easy, you know? And <laughs> I just, I, I thought for sure I would never really find that team in Chicago. And then Fair Dinkum absolutely was that team. And I, I think, you and I have talked about this before. I actually don't know if I've talked about it on the on the show, but literally after the first rehearsal, we the first half of the rehearsal, or maybe even the first three quarters of the rehearsal, was just a discussion amongst the ten of us and Rudy. That was also crazy. We had all ten of us there, plus Rudy was there. Um, <laughs> it was just a discussion amongst all of us about what we wanted, and then at the end we ran this piece, and after the piece we all kind of looked around and we were like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is actually going to be fucking sweet. The, the, this is kind of perfect. And then, you know, it, it built incredibly from there. I, yeah, you know, I, there's no team I speak of with more reverence than Fair Dinkum. I feel <laughs> just like you, Rudy. I feel just so incredibly lucky to have been a part of that and am still a small part of it. And yeah. it's it's incredible that it exists. Yeah, that first rehearsal of my, the memory that sticks out of my uh, head is just laughing so hard that my head hurt. I got a headache yeah. leaving because I was fucking <laughs> laughing so hard. And like there was some, uh, y'all did like a like a yep. zoom out thing, which is like the words that we described to like, you know, we start off with like a two person scene and then, you know, we kind of like use the whole cast to kind of like fill in like a larger space, you know, like show us random people like zooming out further and further. Like, and it was like some something like in a dining room, like some crazy shit was happening. And I just remember Rose Amer's face, like being like some restaurant patron. She, she just like, she like turned her back to me. Like I was the only audience member. And she was like looking <laughs> like this or whatever. Um, and I just thought like, man, there's just so many smart people on this team and everyone here is so fucking funny. And this is a blast, you know? Big uh, it's an so. incredible team that I'm yeah. so happy to be a part of. Um, Okay, we yeah. have now, if you're watching live, you can tell we've crept past the top of the hour, which is uh, typically when <laughs> we like to shut her down over here. So we'll start wrapping up. Rudy, any uh, any final thoughts about improv in general or the scene or anything uh, anything you want to get out uh, before I start plugging all the cool shit that you're doing in Chicago? Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh... What's going on? Well, I, I guess I, I haven't talked to you about this, but uh, and I don't know if this is if we have enough time to talk about. Let's this, get into it, like, baby. You know, uh, I think you would definitely be interested in this. Is um, you know, uh, I'm uh, I've been taking Spanish class um, online with a woman who lives in Southern mm -hmm. Mexico. Um, I've been doing that for like three or four months now, and obviously, Carlos Angeles is a team that you know does improv in English and Spanish and stuff, and. Uh, I'm going to Mexico City um, and, and Oaxaca and, and Mexico with uh, Alan Ford Giles for like cool. 10 days in February. And one of the things that we're going to do besides just have a good time and get drunk and whatever is uh, uh, we're going to see some improv. So um, there's a there's an improv team down there called La Impro Lucha in Ciudad de Mexico. And they are an improv team that's also a team of Lucha Libre. Uh, I heard Lucha, Lucha in the name, and I know what that yeah. is. Yeah. So, and I know you love wrestling. So, yes, um, I do. Thank you. But, but the thing that I've been telling people about, you know, uh, is it would be super dope uh, to start an improv festival in Chicago where uh, we bring up, you know, some great improv teams from Mexico City um, yeah. to share the bill with uh, some of our favorite improv teams here, and um, you know uh so anyway that's like that's like the stuff that's giving me life right now is um you know do, you know doing plans like that um um i'm working to to also like have a parallel class program at lsi 
um, specifically for like Latino people, you know, cool. uh, doing improv in Spanish and Spanglish and stuff. Yeah. But, um, that's sort of like, um, the North star for me right now. Like what's kind of like motivating me to continue doing improv mm -hmm. is, um, you know, like, uh, eventually would love to like, do improv in Spanish, like in earnest, you know, and like, uh, yeah, do festivals around Latin America as a, you know, uh, performer and a teacher and like establish connections, like, uh, like, you know, for the long haul, yeah. you know, and that's sort of, that's, I guess, you know, the big picture for me and, and try to capture some thoughts along the way, you know, maybe put a blog together or something and based on the stuff I've been teaching at LSI and everything. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's awesome. I think uh, doing something like that in Chicago would be sweet. And I'm, you know, I moved from Chicago in November, and there are people who left before me, people who left around the same time me. People are still leaving. There's an, you know, I feel like every five or so years anyway, it's cyclical, and a lot of great people leave Chicago. But there are a lot of great people still in Chicago, like you. And I feel like especially with, the loss of io there's you know a big void but i feel like there are a bunch of great people still in chicago there to fill that void i mean cic theater and logan square improv two of the best uh long form things you could ever see at either place um in chicago um and then of course lsi also has short form stuff and of course comedy sports chicago is yeah. still there if you want short form there's you know there's still a ton there in chicago and there's still a mm -hmm ton of great people like you who are Thanks, you know buddy. learning uh from the previous wave and building and helping and you will be the the next wave the teachers of the next wave of improvisers that come through so that's cool i, Thanks, I love all brother. that rudy Thanks, brother. Yeah, and I'm here for what it's worth. I, I I'm here for as long as it makes sense for me to be in Chicago, which might be forever. You know, <sighs> Chicago's we'll a beautiful city. I I don't know what you want me to say. It's great. <laughs> I love it and I miss it, but I am also happy to be in California. So uh, <laughs> uh, I understand. As I mentioned, Rudy is the coach of Fair Dinkum. He is also on the CIC House Team Great Lakes Activity Center, or GLAC if you're nasty. Um, this Saturday, uh, Fair Dinkum and GLAC are both opening for the incredible, incredible, incredible improv team Sand in chicago mm -hmm. at cic theater is that at eight or ten it's at ten yeah it's at ten yeah 10 p.m this saturday uh that glack is one of my favorite teams obviously i love fair dinkum sand is one of the most incredible improv experiences you could have as a viewer mm -hmm. uh so if you're in chicago saturday night go check out cic theater and if you're hearing this as a podcast it's too late that already happened sorry about it um <laughs> also every uh thursday night at logan square improv Rudy plays in the Thursday show with the three other aforementioned LSI teachers, Alexandra and Meredith. Um, they close it out. All four of those uh, performers are incredible improvisers, um, and I love all of them. So go check out the Thursday show at LSI, Thursdays at 8.30. Um, and then also, as we mentioned, Rudy is on Carlos Angeles. Uh, and if you ever get a chance to see Carlos Angeles, another, uh, it's another team that is truly a one-of-a-kind experience. Um I don't know. It's great. Rudy, you're great. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh, I'm so happy you're still loving improv and doing it out there. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Trent. Uh, thanks, Val. I really appreciate the, the chance to play with y'all. This is a blast. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, Val, thanks as always to you. If you're in the chat, everybody, maybe give some congrats to Val. Val, now an official member of the main roster at Comedy Sports Chicago. Yeah, Val! <laughs> <laughs> it only took two years <laughs> hey <laughs> she stayed with it she's patient and it's it's well deserved val does a lot of great things and she is a great person someone i'm glad to know and someone who this show literally couldn't exist without so <laughs> so thank you to val um we will be back in two weeks with a uh it's actually going to be our final show of the year um, and then we'll take a break heading into January due to the holiday season. Um, of course, the Trident Network has shows streaming on their Twitch channel. 
uh, Monday through Thursday. So tune in and check that out. You can also, as I mentioned, go to the tridentnetwork.com for more information on Twitch streams and podcasts and um, live shows and recorded stuff. Everything you want to know about Trident is there. Uh, most importantly, maybe, the holiday season is upon us. And maybe you want to buy some Trident merch for you or for for a loved one, maybe. Uh, now's the time. The the giving season, we got... Oh, yeah, Val's wearing her Trident Network sweatshirt. As I've <laughs> said before, I love the Trident Network logo. I think it's very cool. Uh, so you can get Trident stuff. You can also get show-specific stuff, such as uh, there's some I Love Improv stuff. There's also stuff for Val's podcast, the commentaries. There is Disney Adult stuff, the... Devin Henderson podcast we were talking about earlier. There's stuff for my other podcast with uh, Nia D'Amelio, uh, the tournament podcast. So there's a bunch of cool stuff out there. Stickers, shirts, hats, coffee mugs. Uh, get a polo for your dad to golf in, something like that. I don't know. Uh, th- there's a bunch of cool <laughs> stuff. So go check all that out. Um, I think that's it. I- anything, any final thoughts, Val? No, I think you did a great job. Thanks. You know, I'm trying, trying to do my best. Can't wait to, can't wait to go blow my nose, but uh, <laughs> quite frankly, uh, I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold this in, I'll hold this in my nose forever as, as long as I'm here <laughs> chatting with my two buds. Um, all right. That's it. Thanks everybody for joining us live. Thank you, Nia and Paul for the combo suggestion. Thank you, Val, as always mm-hmm. for your help. Uh, and most importantly, thank you, Rudy, for being our guest this week. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you for consuming this, however you consume it. And please, Please, please remember, especially with the holidays right around the corner, the number one thing that you got to remember is that I love improv. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The I Love Improv live stream features technical support from Val Agnew. The theme music was composed by Nia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return Thursday, December 16th, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern.